Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hormonal. Today, we are kicking it back and traveling back in time to talk about a little bit of nostalgia. And yes, we are talking about my favorite neurotransmitter and hormone, dopamine, again. I know you guys have been waiting a little bit now for like a new episode, but it's finally here. Just to preface, this episode is kind of a bit more emotional-based rather than science-based compared to the other episodes coming out because I kind of wanted to take a moment to reflect on all the cool things that have been happening lately. Like, I feel like everything has been hitting me at once, and I feel like I've just been in this mood of nostalgia, of thinking about the past, thinking about the present, and once I'm in a mood, I kind of have to, like, stick with it. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make an episode on nostalgia. There has to be some crazy hormone association affiliated with it and I I googled it and I researched it and it was dopamine and I was like of course like I need to do an episode on this because like you know it's dopamine and it's nostalgia like I think it's perfect anyway I kind of just wanted to thank all of you guys for wanting to listen to my podcast wanting to be a part of it I feel like it's made me kind of think of everything that's happened like everything's happened for a reason and that it makes me it makes me feel so happy I, I can't even describe it so I will be doing a brief research study on dopamine, but not too much because I feel like nostalgia is such an emotional episode that I thought I would make it this way. But I honestly still can't believe I'm mentioning dopamine again. Like, I hope you guys are starting to see why it's like my favorite hormone. I feel like it's so like multi-purpose. And in my opinion, it's like that one hot girl in your favorite like old Disney movie that you're obsessed with and you're like... Like, I want to be her. You know, like Alex in Wizards of Waverly Place, Miley Cyrus in Hannah Montana, Hilary Duff in, oh my God, what was it? Lizzie McGuire. And then also Elle Woods in Legally Blonde, which is like my favorite. Even though she's like not Disney, she is like my queen. And she really brings me back to nostalgic times. I wanted to do this episode because I genuinely thought it was the coolest thing in the world that like nostalgia has caused my hormones. Or at least they're said to be correlated. I mean, I guess like I shouldn't be that surprised because hormones are connected to pretty much everything. But it is cool to see the different parts to these hormones. Like I didn't know nostalgia could be caused by these hormones. So I wanted to do this episode because I've been feeling so nostalgic lately. But not even like just lately. I feel like I'm at such an interesting part of my life where I feel like I'm contemplating every aspect of my life I don't I don't even know how to describe it I guess but I'll try um so I feel like in high school I only thought about the future and I thought the past didn't matter which is like not necessarily true and that the future was all I had I was so like hyper fixated on having the perfect future that I kind of just like forgot about the past I let myself not remember it I kind of put it at the back of my mind and it didn't matter to me but you know, I put so much effort into thinking about worrying and like overthinking that I never realized that like everything was kind of like leaving me at the same time. Everything was just going by. And I kind of didn't like that at all. Like I didn't like high school at all because I feel like I focused on only the future. And I thought it was just, I don't know, such a narrow way of thinking about things, you know, like I was just so excited to get out of high school come to college because I thought that getting older was the answer the truth is sometimes it is the answer but sometimes it isn't I feel like now that I'm in college I'm constantly being hit with so much information and I really like need to take my time to listen to it to understand it 
to kind of implement it in my life. I feel like so much has changed that we're at like a different point of our lives completely. I, I, oh my gosh, I wish I had the words to describe it. Like college has been such an interesting change for me, I feel like. And I feel like if I was given this information in the past when I was younger, I really don't think I would have been able to use it properly. So I am glad that I learned all of these things right now because I feel like it's exactly what I need to hear in this point in time, starting this new point in my life. I feel like in college, I'm like right in the middle of things. And I feel like I'm finding this nice balance between thinking about the future, but then also thinking about the past. But actually a lot of the past lately, just because I don't know everything that's been happening. I love looking at, I love looking at the way my past has kind of like shaped my personality, if that makes sense. And I know that there's like so many other factors that go into that. Um, I've also had like the bestest friends coming to college. I've made some new ones and I feel like that's like the best way to describe it. Everything is changing and everything is changing for the better. And I feel like I'm in this state of constant contemplation, if that makes sense. Like so many people and things have come and gone, but we're still here. And I feel like we're developing every day. We're becoming better versions of ourselves. And I feel like the nostalgia is really coming from my best friends who are like the best people I've ever known. I've known them since middle school. But then there's also the people I've only met this year, like my friends Noha and Juaria. And they have changed me so much within the last couple of months alone. And it's hard to think that I didn't know them before college. It feels like I've known them my entire life. And it really just feels like a clash of different people. It feels like a blast from the past almost, like meeting the future, if that makes sense. And I just think it's like such a cool crossover that our like history, our past is exactly what makes us like the imperfect, perfect people that we are. And I love, I, I'm so excited to watch all of it develop. Speaking of history, I kind of wanted to start off with a little history about nostalgia and where it stems from or how it was seen in older times, which is so interesting, actually. Like, it was actually kind of cutthroat if you ask me because it used to be seen as an illness. But, you know, a lot of things were considered that before there was like a logical explanation for it later. So the word nostalgia actually comes from a Swiss doctor named Johannes Hofer, who actually came up with the word, and it stems from Greek roots. If any of you, like, know Greek or are learning, maybe you could give us, like, a quick tutorial or, like, breakdown and, like, a run-through of the Greek and Latin roots. I know a lot of words in the English language actually do stem from Greek and Latin roots, although I'm not sure quite why, but I do know it exists. And you know what they say, you learn Latin, you learn English. Actually, like, nobody says that. I kind of, like, made that up on the spot right now. But, well, actually, that's not completely true either because my old medical terminology teacher from high school, hi, Miss Donahue, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not. But, you know, actually, she said, she told us that if you can memorize all the Latin prefixes and suffixes, you could probably ace an English test, which is really cool. And I did do it once. It was, it was really cool. Um... So anyway, nostalgia comes from the Greek word meaning nostos, meaning homecoming, and alja, meaning pain, which is actually kind of to describe like the slight feeling of sadness you get when you look at something from the past. 
like you get happy seeing all these old baby pictures but then also deep inside you're kind of like oh man like it'll never be like that again like it seems so long ago but although Hofer as much as we love him for making up this term it existed way before it was named you know like it existed before he thought of this word like the nest like nostalgia existed a very very long time ago but then at the time it was seen as a disease the nostalgia disease was basically a thing ever since like the 30 years war wow i actually do not think i have said that word ever since like seventh grade was a heck like a little bit of nostalgia right there so basically soldiers kept listening to this one song that they had stuck in their head it was called Q Rien, and they would kind of make it like this group effort to listen to it together. But then it was also kind of seen as like a mental illness or something that was like wrong with you. They'd be like, why are these men listening to this one song over and over and again? Like, what is wrong with them? So since the army was watching out for enemies, they kind of just didn't want any hassles in the way. So they punished these soldiers for feeling nostalgic by death. Like, I know it's a little intense. And I should have given like a trigger warning, but eventually it got less extreme than that. And it was kind of looked down rather than something worth dying over. Soldiers would also try to fake like a nostalgia illness and joke around and say that they were feeling nostalgic in order to not fight and go back to their families. Like the logic was kind of like that. If you're not mentally competent, you can't fight in the army, which kind of makes sense in the grand scheme of things because they were like, ooh, if we fake an illness... We do not have to do anything. It kind of reminds me of like when I was in gym class and I'd like fake an illness or be like, I'm on my period. So like, I cannot run the mile today. I am so sorry, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of the same thing. So the thing is, it was said that nostalgia could be caused by a lot of different things. And like a lot of them were like really terribly like weird. And there's just so many random guesses that just don't make sense. Like, for example, a lenient education, being from the mountains unfulfilled ambitions and love these could all be causes of nostalgia and i don't know i feel like they, they were so strange to read and it made me laugh i didn't want to share that with you guys but you know it gets weirder it obviously always gets weirder so at one point in the 18th and 19th century they even thought that there was like a physical bone in your body that made you nostalgic and they tried so hard to look for it but they like couldn't find it and then finally when nostalgia like came back to america because like it traveled all across the world before it came to america everybody like freaked out they were like no way we do not care we have to do something like this is where it ends it ends with us so like they tried even more crazier stuff to make it go away and one of these tactics was to scare it out of them like they they were like you know what we're gonna publicly bully this man so that he never feels nostalgic ever again like like what the heck that's so embarrassing so they would kind of have like everybody give them the side eye after making it publicly known that they were missing something from the past it was just extremely looked down upon honestly and you didn't even want to be caught feeling nostalgic you were like oh no like i can't be feeling this way otherwise i'm literally gonna get bullied if i like step out onto the streets so other creepy methods that they use to get rid of nostalgia includes leeches purging your stomach and warm hypnotic emulsions and that is a direct quote i do not know what that means but i'm not sure that any of us want to know what it means either because that sounds really creepy i'm not gonna lie but 
in the end, I really just don't think all this trouble was worth it for nostalgia. Because, like, it is something that's hormonal. It's something that happens in our brains. But, like, all this trouble to get rid of the feeling. You know? Like, I just thought it was so interesting. So, I was actually looking at this research study about nostalgia, which is kind of where the inspiration comes from. And it was published by the National Library of Medicine. And it was explaining the correlation between nostalgia and dopamine. And I kind of wanted to break that down for you guys. So the research study kind of aimed to prove that dopamine, memory, and reward systems in the brain are all correlated, which is like what the entire study is based on. So in the past, when studies were done, they saw that memory and reward systems were involved with feelings of nostalgia. And for this study, there were like actually a ton of MRIs done on a group of healthy women to see like what the relationship or correlation was with the reward systems and nostalgia. And to do that, they kind of used memories from their childhood to kind of stimulate that nostalgia in their brain. So like, let me explain it a little bit. So they showed all these women like pictures that would cause them to feel nostalgic with things that existed in the time period when they were younger. So like an example of this would kind of be like a certain cartoon, certain types of pencil cases, like, you know how when we were younger, there were, like, rainbow looms, silly bands, or, like, a ton of Selena Gomez songs? Like, kind of like that. So, like, if somebody were to show us a picture of any of those items right now, we would all feel nostalgic because, like, we all experienced that exact childhood. And it would incite, it would, like, induce, not incite, induce feelings of nostalgia inside of us. And the study was actually done in Japan. So there was like different objects that they showed the women and it was kind of based on experiences that existed in Japan and in their time period. So for the most part, Japanese people have like the same types of experiences when they go to elementary school in the first six years. Like the different objects that they got were kind of like common objects that you would see in a classroom or like a normal educational setting I guess regardless of where you lived so that they could really incite the nostalgia like since they're so common it was kind of meant to create that connection like despite where you live you will know what these objects are which is kind of what they were trying to go for here so the items they used were a pencil case a bulletin board in a classroom pencil case and then another bulletin board in a station during the MRI, each of the pictures were shown for eight seconds each, and they were only shown once. Also, they weren't told that they were going to be shown the pictures or that they were going to be used to provoke nostalgia inside of them. The researchers kind of were only like, pay very close attention to these pictures. And they were like, okay, I got you. Then after the women were told to look at the pictures again, and this time there was an evaluation. And it was broken down into two parts. So in the first part, they were asked things like, how much do you know about this picture? Are you familiar with the item in the picture? And then in the second part, they were asked questions like, how did you feel about this object or scene? Like, how sentimental did you feel? And how long ago did the event occur? And like, how vividly do you remember it? How old were you when this happened? So on average, most of these pictures were given a rating that was over five which is kind of where like the whole analysis of nostalgia and reward systems and dopamine all kind of come into play. And their analyses were like kind of depending on the outcome of the scores that they were like giving these researchers. 
And then after they did the analysis, it was revealed that like these nostalgic feelings were based on two factors. So the first was like feelings of attachment, happiness, significance, sentimentality. And it was termed the emotional and personal significance. And the second was kind of like the age of the memories, the age of the last time that they could remember it. And that was termed chronological remoteness. So as a result, um, nostalgia was basically said to be correlated with these two things. And it can be predicted. And it's mixed feelings almost, but mainly positive emotions associated with like going back to the good old days, if you will. To quote the study, actually, it says, whenever nostalgia occurs, the association between the autobiographical memory and its reward value as represented in the nostalgia-related network would be reinforced by dopamine production, such that the memory would be re-encoded and reinstored in the network. So what this means is that every time you get nostalgic, the memory produces dopamine inside your reward pathways. And this kind of reinforces the memory. So like every time you see this thing, you get that hit of dopamine. Your brain immediately associates it with that feeling and you remember it better. And these different aspects of nostalgia are determined by this pattern of brain activity and parts of, parts of the brain lighting up with this memory every time you see this object. So when we have these reinforced associations, we're like expected to create more happy and more rewarding experiences than before the nostalgia was affiliated with it almost because like now, now it's associated with something from our past and we look back at it and we feel happier, but then we also feel slightly sad now. And these experiences in our brain, they kind of act as resilience to like overcome life challenges in the, in the future, sorry, not the past. But like we think about these things in the future and then we get over it and it's continuously like a cycle that keeps going over and over again and it makes us stronger in a way when you think about it. So with all of the dopamine and nostalgia in the air, I think the world has kind of turned this feeling of nostalgia into a huge marketing tactic, especially like the big shots and higher ups in different companies and organizations. Like I think we've all heard that one term. It was like old is gold and it's kind of what makes this whole marketing tactic like real and that's exactly what it feeds off of like when we feel nostalgic we're immediately drawn to it our brains like remember something that seemed familiar and we're kind of like "Ooh, we're gonna go towards it, it it's kind of like our brain kind of needs to reaffirm what it already knows and like it ends up being an endless cycle we're like oh I see that thing I want it like I remember it I've felt something like that before. It feels familiar to me. So our childhood nostalgia and experiences kind of translate into our older adulthood lives too, because we kind of take what we know into life with us. We're always drawn to things that remind us of like the past we've had, which is exactly why we're like drawn to the things we are. And it can even lead to like preferences, preferences of living. For example, if your entire childhood, you lived in a huge house it might be quite the adjustment like moving into a smaller house and it's not that you're like materialistic or anything it's just that you're not used to it and it's honestly stemming from your nostalgia and on top of that religion and culture is actually a big thing I wanted to mention in this podcast because I feel like when we grew up we were surrounded by both of these things so much I mean I know I was which is why I wanted to mention it and religion and culture was such a big thing that becomes embedded in your heart, in your soul. 
And like we follow these things that our parents do and we kind of expand on them when we're younger and we become everything that they've shown us, if that makes sense. I know that this like applies to me hardcore because like I'm from Bangladesh and I am Muslim, which are two strong identities that I had growing up. My grandparents would read the Quran when we were inside of our house and we would constantly be at home speaking Bangla. We were always at Bangladesh, like with our relatives. And it is both of these things are a source of nostalgia for me whenever I see it. I know that like coming into Rutgers, I wanted to find people who fit those identities because I actually like didn't have many of them. And I get so excited when I see like a Muslim person on campus and it almost feels like a sorority or frat almost with the brothers and the sisters and then everyone. And I mean, everybody happens to know each other and it feels like this huge family where everyone's connected and it kind of like continues on. And as for when I see a Bengali person and they speak Bangla, I completely lose my mind because they speak my language. They are my people. Most times they're Muslim too, which really like adds to it. And I don't know why I react like that every time. I know I met one of my Bengali friends named Mehreen in my public health class this year and I found out she speaks Bangla. And now every time we're in class, we greet each other in Bangla and it just feels so cool to hear other people speak Bangla that I'm like not accustomed to, I guess. It feels like my worlds are colliding. But unfortunately, this does apply to things like racism. Like if you've ever received some kind of extremely strong examples of negativity or like experience these kind of negative feelings being projected onto you, that does stay with us. Like if we're continuously being told this one thing, and seeing it come to pass over and over again, even when we learn the right answer, there's always some kind of bias that stays inside of us. Dreams can also create a form of nostalgia because when we interact with our past memories and our current state of living, it kind of clashes and we see it come to pass in real life. Like Our brains are constantly processing old memories, storing it in our long-term memory, and taking in this new information constantly. And also, a dream has kind of made me feel closer to a person multiple times. I feel like every time I have a dream about somebody, I feel more connected to them. And then when I see them in real life, I'm like, whoa, like you were so cool. Like you were in my dreams last night, but you don't know that. For this reason, nostalgia is also actually used as therapy because of how its positive aspects like outweigh the negatives. I know it's meant to like trigger feelings of happiness and activate your reward pathways, hence the dopamine. And mainly make you feel good, even though even though there's like that slightly crippling feeling that things will never be like that again. It helps us remember our like connections, our experiences to everything old and new. So even when we think we've changed so much, nostalgia is kind of like that reminder that there's so many parts of us that can never be changed no matter how hard we try. It kind of stays inside of us all the time. And we will always have that one favorite song that one favorite object, that one favorite movie, that one favorite TV show that takes us back in time. So now I kind of wanted to take a little bit to talk about um, some of my favorite TV shows from when I was younger. And starting off with Spongebob. When I tell you this show makes me feel so, so nostalgic, I think I was like watching this show right out of the womb. I think I was watching it since day one. I can't remember a day 
but I wasn't watching Spongebob. And my family kind of grew up watching Spongebob with me. My grandma would always watch it with me. My dad would always watch it with me. My mom was there. And then I got my sister into it over time. And if you if you talk to me, I think you know that I always have a Spongebob quote for literally everything. I think I have all these episodes like memorized. I'm a huge Nickelodeon girl, by the way. And that will become very clear once I tell you that I was also obsessed with Dora. And when I was younger, when I was in kindergarten or pre-K, I was so obsessed with Dora that I would like go out of my way to learn Spanish. I was so obsessed with her that I literally got like the haircut. I had the bangs. I had the I had the short hair. I think I even got like a Dora backpack, I if I recall. And there was like a map on the side. And I really thought I was like, you know, that girl. Like walking into pre-K, I was like, yo, I'm the baddest one here with my Dora haircut. And then I would wear like the same pink shirt that she wore. And then I had the orange shorts and I like thought it was such a look. And I wore the backpack and I was like, I am Dora. I am that girl. Everybody has a crush on me. And nobody told me this up. This outfit was not giving anything. This outfit was not giving anything. But, you know, it is what it is. And Dora still has a special place in my heart. Another show that really takes me back is Monster High and Ever After High. I don't even know why these shows make me feel so crazy nostalgic. But these shows made me so happy when I was little. And I I don't even know why. Like, I feel like everybody was so scared of Monster High because they were, like, monsters. And, like, you know. But to me, they were, like, really, really, really well-dressed. They had a really good sense of style. They had a plot. They always had, like, this girl power movement going on. And I thought it was, like, the best thing in the world. And I was so obsessed with, like, Cleo Denial. I was like, wow, like, I want to be her. She is, like, this Egyptian goddess baddie hot girl and like I wanted to be her so bad I wanted to be friends with Draculaura I wanted to be friends with Frankie Stein and like they were all like the daughters sons of all these like mythical creatures that you've all heard about like monsters and the plot was always so fire I remember like one of my favorite like monster high movies was like them going to New York and it was called Boo York instead. And then they went to Scaris, which is like a play on Paris. And they were like in the catacombs. And like, it was just so cool, bro. And I'm telling you that if you're ever friends with me, you're obviously going to have to watch Monster High with me at some point. Because I love this show and the movies to death. Like I watched everything. And Ever After High actually is kind of like the counterpart to Monster High. And it was like the fairy tale version. It was like the daughter of Snow White, daughter of the evil queen, um, the kids of the three little pigs. And like there was like this whole plot around it. And there would be like different seasons and each season kind of had a plot. And there is no movie, I think. But one of my favorite seasons was called Way to Wonderland, where they all went to like Wonderland and like they went down this well and like they were in Wonderland and there was like a problem. They all stalled it. They had such cute outfits. And I was like, wow, like if I was in this, I would have no complaints. And the last thing I do want to mention is anime because I feel like um 
that also brings me back weirdly even though i did start watching anime pretty recently i feel like in high school i just started watching anime that was not the first time that i watched anime i actually used to watch um a bit of anime with my grandma before she passed away um one of the first episodes that she showed me was of ruby which was like this anime that she really really liked and she said that I should watch it and I did watch it with her and I think I was in middle school at the time and it actually did end up being really good although I don't remember it and then from there I watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure kind of didn't like that and then I went to Demon Slayer and then so forth and then now I have my huge list of animes that I've watched to this day man like wow so much has changed like wow like now that I'm thinking about it like talking about all my favorite tv shows like everything has become so different lately and this episode makes me feel so strange but like you know I mean I'm pretty sure that is the point of nostalgia it's like that bittersweet feeling you get in your heart and like I've been feeling it all this time and also I actually did make a playlist for you guys um, and it has like a ton of nostalgic songs. So I remember back on the hormonal Instagram, like I think maybe a month ago before the first episode released, I asked everybody what was their favorite nostalgic song. And a lot of you guys actually did give me recommendations, which makes me so happy. I'm so happy that you guys decided to give me these recommendations because I actually put them into one solid playlist, which ended up being fire and then I ended up adding some of my own songs and after that I asked for a baby picture of all the people who gave me recommendations so I could make it the cover which is exactly what you're looking at right here I feel like looking at the cover makes me feel so nostalgic and I feel like I've just been doing so much reflection within the past couple of days and I don't think I've done this in a really long time like I feel like the last time I might have done this was like right before graduation in high school because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss this so much. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's really been a while. And then the time before that, I think, was in middle school graduation. And yeah, th this entire episode planning has made me feel some kind of way inside of my heart. And I know that is a hormonal feeling. When making this episode, I kind of did a reflection of the past and I kind of just sat there. I thought about all the people I've ever loved. There's a lot. And my family, my friends, my pets, my grandparents who have passed away, um, my two fish who also passed away, and just every part of me that's kind of been forgotten. I mean, I needed some inspiration for what to say, but honestly, I feel like it's kind of been right in front of me this entire time. Like when I live my life every day, I feel like nothing changes and it almost feels the same. But then when I look back, I feel like everything has changed. And that's what kind of gets me every time. Like I was looking at old pictures from when I was younger and friends that I used to have. And I feel like looking back at pictures of old friends that I used to have but drifted away kind of gives me like the most nostalgia because it's like nothing happened. It's just that time got to us and we kind of like grew apart from there. And I actually have this time capsule-esque thing that sits at the bottom of my desk and I'm like a terrible hoarder if you guys know me. I kind of collect things from over the years. I still have raffle tickets from a picnic in 2016. I have drawings my friends made of me in middle school, Polaroids from high school, 
and like my hotel card from like that one trip to Dubai in like what 2019 I think yeah like I didn't even know what I would do with all these things but I kind of guess I have them now and I just look at it from time to time just like reminisce on the past wow I'm kind of realizing like how depressing that sounds and I can't even like begin to describe it except that like I love marinating in the feeling of nostalgia I don't know if you guys do too but hopefully it's not just me like I want to hug all of you guys right now and I wish you guys knew how much I love your presence and company like I feel like I'm so sentimental about everything and it kind of shocks me every day that like all these people ever have wanted to be a part of my life and you guys are all here now or maybe not like people do come and go in our lives and I guess that's the part that's really bittersweet like nothing ever lasts forever um I have so much love for every single person that I've met like I literally enjoy talking to people so much I love absorbing all of your guys's stories and kind of just falling in love with each of my friends and the types of people that you guys are every single person in my life has kind of taught me some lesson whether it's a good or bad one I don't think I can ever forget anyone per se like you guys are so embedded in my entire being I think and always will be I feel like me existing feels like a scrapbook of everyone that I've ever loved I've picked up so many pieces of my personality from like living in New York my family in Bangladesh my family in Mount Olive and everyone I knew in high school and now in college I feel like such a different person like things have changed so much and man sometimes I actually like hate admitting it like I wish I could be best friends with everybody all the time and like every single person I wish I could give everybody all of my attention all at once because like this episode is dedicated to all the people I've ever loved and all the people in the future that I will ever love it's to all the friends I wish were listening to this podcast right now but aren't here anymore because life took us in different directions. Um, maybe this podcast will find its way back to you guys somehow. That'd be really cool. We had some really amazing times and you guys will always have a place in my heart and we will always be best friends in my head even if that's not the case in real life. My opinions of you guys will always stay unchanged as the people who changed my life. But to those of you who I don't know personally yet, I think it's time we talked. I want to be best friends with all of you. Like I said, actually, it kind of feels like we already are and that I'm like talking to you and I'm telling you like my entire life lore right now. Nothing makes me happier than making a new friend. And it like makes me so emotional when I want to be friends with people and people want to be friends with me because it's like, wow, like you see something in me that is worth spending your time voluntarily with. And you're taking time of your own accord, which really means a lot. Like, you guys are all my favorite people and everything that I've ever known. Even if I've talked to you, like, once or even, like, a couple times, I'm probably thinking about all of you. Like, I like noticing all the little quirks and cool things about you guys. And, you know, I think all of you guys find a way to impress me every single time, every single time, every single day. Like, I see it from all of you guys. I see so much potential with all the things that you guys can do. And in my head, the way I see it, it's kind of like we were meant to cross paths for a reason. And I feel like it's waiting to be unraveled. All of you guys are always with me, even if you think you're not. I 
love you all endlessly for being a part of me forever and always. And it is such an honor to know you guys. Hormonal out.